Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Uni Sharks. Uh, it's been a minute. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, today, I, Lemon Shark, will be doing the hosting, and I'll be joined by our usual co-host, the Maker Shark of the Hammerhead Shark. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll get started by doing meme of the week. So I guess I'll describe the meme since I'm the one that found it. Um, we had quite a few oh, contestants yeah. this week, though. Yeah, I'm the one that stumbled across it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> we had a lot of good, we had a lot of really good ones this week. We had some pretty hilarious ones that I don't know. We, we all had a hard time choosing, but we all decided to choose yeah. the this one. So this one's a real, and it shows. It's uh, the Queen of England, I believe. I can't remember her name, but yeah, just the Queen of England. Um, this is really cute. It starts off a really cute reel where the Queen of England approaches this like really young girl. She's this young girl's like holding the bouquet, and she's like just beaming, super happy and excited to see the Queen. And she like bows to her and gives her a little bouquet of flowers. And as the Queen looks off her guard, <laughs> like straight up smacks the child across the face as he's saluting <laughs> the, the Queen. Yeah. So like. Knocks the little girl's hat off, and the girl's like, "Ow!" <laughs> 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 it's like so sad. Like, the whole time, it's like, <laughs> like it's so it's so smooth, just without pause. I thought he actually did it on purpose for a second. I thought she did something. And he's just like smacking her. Don't disrespect the queen. <laughs> So I'm like, the sad thing is, you know, he can't apologize to the little girl or check if she's okay because he's a guard. He has to stay in position. So, uh. yeah, I guess I'll mention a few. I'll mention a few of the memes that kind of caught our attention. There's one about this Dragon Ball Z one as well. Um, I can't. I have a hard time. I can't even describe the faces that we made, but it's like this kid hitting me with the OK Boomer. This like you a little smirk that the next panel is like me here with my car. <laughs> just the face, the expression, like this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you guys have to check it out. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah it's this trunks with like an evil laughing face. <laughs> I wonder what it says about yeah. us. Like all our top memes of this week are about children being like <laughs> destroyed. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyways, I thought good all topic. Um, so today we have a few topics. Um, I guess uh, Mako Shark, would you like to go first with your topic? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so my topic for today, uh, I'm sure as you all know, about two months ago, Sora got into Super Smash Brothers. So I was really happy, and like it kind of got me back into Kingdom Hearts, which is like. One of my childhood games. <laughs> it got me to thinking about how, like, I, I think we all have a guilty pleasure, and Kingdom Hearts is one of mine because it is really cheesy, you know, the story, the voice acting, the dialogue. But I love it anyway because, not just because I grew up with it, but because it's a really fun game. And even though the story is cheesy, sometimes I want that, you know, sometimes I want just a wholesome, everything's going to work out in the end type story. It's, you know, kind of uplifting to have that every once in a while. So, and it's also nice to have, like, these this pleasant cast of characters that are always optimistic and nice and forgiving, all that stuff. So I wanted to ask you guys, what uh, what's your, like, guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure in gaming or just in general? Oh, just in general. 
Mm. I guess one of my guilty pleasures in gaming, particularly, um, is just destruction. Like just bl- just breaking <laughs> things up and like throwing things around. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I love Force of Least so much. Is because this I was replaying it the other day and I realized it's not really that much. It's not really that hard of a game. It's just really fun, just like throwing stuff around with the force and like just seeing stuff destroyed with like the physics engine and all that. And that's oh. another reason why I really like Dead Space too, because like the physics and all that, like everything just like it's you just make a big mess of the place and just everything just breaks and falls apart. And I love that. I love seeing stuff break. And I guess it's like the inner five year old in me that likes destroying stuff. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get that. Like. I don't really play the Grand Theft Auto games that much, but in the past, when I used to, that's what I loved the most about it. Just not like destroying environments, but just kind of running around punching people. That's what I would do. It's kind of the chaos thing. It's just fun. And like, I remember there was this random game where you play as, I don't even know what it's called, but like decades ago, I played this little PlayStation 2 game where you're a transforming jet that can turn into a robot. You're flying around a fully destructible city, so I, I couldn't find my sister, so I just started leveling skyscraper after skyscraper so I could find her. <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh. Yeah, was this called again? Oh, that's the thing. I have no idea. It was like just something that happened to be in my cousin's PlayStation or PlayStation 2. <laughs> I'll have to try and look it up. I'm sure I could find it. Yeah, no, I can't think of it either. The only I'm thinking Transformers, but I don't remember Transformers game for a PlayStation 2. Yeah, I do. I remember. I do remember it was one on PlayStation 2, but I don't think there was that much destruction, though. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was more like, to be fair, the city wasn't like really detailed. It was more just, you know, row after row of the same looking skyscraper, and it would shatter into a bunch of triangles when you'd blow it up. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look that up. And Hammer, what's your guilty pleasure? Okay. Um, uh, so it's kind of hard for me to choose because um, I don't really know. But the, the first thing I guess that came to me was it's kind of rom-coms. Oh, um, yeah. I've been kind of the more wholesome side of manga recently. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of those. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the slice of life type thing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like Comey uh, can't communicate. Yeah, like Comey San, and then I—I mean, I mean, there's various degrees of them. There's like ones that focus more on just on co- comedic, and then there's ones that uh, focus on the more the romance part. Like there's a couple that I read where it's actually it's like three of three or four of them where the main girl is taller than the main guy <laughs> and usually they're like sports players and so like one is like a boxer and the other one is a um 
I can't remember. She's just taller. Another one's like a model. I don't know why, but I've been getting into the house recently. <laughs> so if there's any uh, tall single ladies out there with abs. You know, <laughs> with abs. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> I know, I think I'd take a short girl with abs, too. Uh, I don't know, but then, but then there's uh, another subgenre, I guess. I can't. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Um, maybe you would know lemon. It's, it's not euros. It's kind of spelled like that. Um, it's kind of like gangster chicks of Japan. Oh, the Yakuza, gangster chicks of Japan. Let me check. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I... type that in my. I'm gonna type that in my search and see what I find. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like gyros. Gyaru. I have no idea how to pronounce that. I am sorry. Sukeban. Sukeban. Oh, they're That's... very similar. It's a G Y A R U. Oh, it's a fashion subculture. Sorry, I apologize. I guess it's just an anime manga. They always tend to be punkish as well. Uh, yeah, it's a. What is her? Jaru? Jaru? Yeah, something like that. I have no idea how to pronounce it. But it it's very similar to the other ones. They're always they're like delinquent girls, but they're actually very sweet and wholesome. There's a few of those I've been reading as well. Oh, wow. And it's always oh, like cute. the main character's like scared of them because they're scary looking, but then they're, they're really nice or, you know, they become friends with the little brother and then they love each other and all that. Oh, jeez. It's, it's like a reverse. Huh? It's a reverse. Um, crap, what's that term called? The reverse tsundere. That's what you call it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> And part of them are, and some of them are definitely tsundere's. But <laughs> I, I guess more like a perceived reverse tsundere, but they always they actually end up being tsundere's. It actually sounds kind of wholesome. Yeah, most of them are wholesome. Um, if you want any, let me know. But, <laughs> sure, I'll take some recommendations. Uh, it, it's sad because there's one that I really like. It's called Tonari no furry sand and it has like 26 Oh, uh, like the old Universal ones? Yeah, or just like a really like... I don't know, it's not even the cheesy ones, just like creature horror. I really like those. It's like guilty pleasure in mine. 
I think like last year too, or maybe it was two years ago, uh, I came across this um, movie about like this giant uh, hog and and uh, or what's, oh, what's that thing? Razorback. The yeah, that thing, like a giant like um, pig that like goes around terrorizing people in the outback of Australia. Yeah. Yeah, that was the name of it, Razorback. Yeah, I think we got like. Yeah, showing yeah, us the like... trailer. Oh yeah, that was. I don't know. That was pretty ridiculous, but pretty funny at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lemon Shark's a fan of the creature feature. Yeah, for sure. Huh. I, I can get that. Like, there's this one old movie I've always wanted to watch. It's like the it came from Twenty Thousand Leagues or something like that. I heard it's. I heard it's like a good old horror movie. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really looked into all those type of movies. The only ones I'm thinking of are not monster ones, but you know, like the tire that kills people or the. Oh yeah, <laughs> rubber. Yeah, wasn't it like a stupid tomato one? Oh, tomatoes. Hmm. Oh well. One of my coworkers showed me one about an easy recliner that gets possessed by a demon. (laughs) (laughs) It's like stabbing people with springs and shoving them out windows. Goodness. (laughs) Oh, man, the gore in the trailer was gnarly. I mean, for Halloween, I started watching some of the kill counts for, uh, what was that thing, Hellraiser? Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. I watched that, too, and it was ridiculous. Yeah, like, like I'm, yeah, I'm amazed by the special effects, but jeez, the gore. Oh, those type of movies. Yeah, no, the one I remember is called The Cube. The Cube. It's really stupid. <laughs> um, I guess this is called Cube, sorry. And this is about these people that are all trapped in a cube, but they have to get out, and they always keep dying. That's it. Yeah, I guess I didn't get to watch it all. <laughs> <laughs> I think Star Wars might have copied that at one point. There was like a there was a Clone Wars episode, the last one I watched, that had a thing just like that. That's weird. Yeah, like a bunch of bounty hunters get sent into a cube, and it's not like filled with. I don't think it's actually no, it is photos traps. Like they have to escape out of it. Okay. And I was like, it's so dumb. Because like, why would you hire all the bounty hunters and bring them there and start killing them off? Yeah. Unless they're doing some like gladiator type thing. Yeah, but even even then, like just figure out which ones are the best by reputation and send them off. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's find out what is this. What is this score? Oh really? That actually has a seven point two in IMDb. That's actually really high for a horror movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like a seventy six percent audience score. That's actually really high. Huh. It's not that good of a movie. I don't know why it's that high, but <laughs> all right. I mean, if you're if you're looking up Cube movie, you probably watched it already. So. <laughs> Maybe the sequel will do better. Sphere. <laughs> Actually, the sequel's <laughs> called Cube Zero. Well, oh, ah, come on. <laughs> they, put a, they could have put an S 
and then the word fear. And that's all they had to do. <laughs> Sphere. <laughs> I guess we can make a parody of it. Yeah, we really should. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, that was me. Nice. Oh, I, guess an, I guess another guilty pleasure I have it's actually one you guys introduced me to. So, like, we do talk about anime on this show, and I'm probably the most casual anime fan here, but I think the genre I kind of ended up liking the most are the... Uh, what are they called? Um, the Slice of Life ones, especially it's like if it's like a bunch of just adorable little high school girls doing stuff together. Careful with that phrase. What? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. I totally understand what you're talking about. Um, but uh, <laughs> to better word it, it's called uh, cute girls doing cute things. Tatra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what the genre is called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like watching uh, Kaon and Nietzsche, Joe. They're just like funny shows that, you know, actually have a lot of heart at the end. Yeah, and kind of like Azumanga Dayo and Yotsuba. Yeah, uh, like there's... <laughs> Eurocamp. Yeah, like I get into them because they're really funny shows and then out of nowhere they hit you with feels every now and then. <laughs> For some reason it's always about girls too. Like there's the daily lives of high school boys that we watch, but that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, there's not many that are just strictly just about guys. Um or at least that the main characters are guys. There are, but they're definitely not as popular as the girls' ones. Yeah. I'll have to look some up. Clearly sexism is at play here. <laughs> well, guys tend to usually just be purely comedic ones, where the girls always tend to be more of the fun, cutesy ones. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's one that I really... <laughs> so if I, I won't show it to you guys, though. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little too risque, um, but it's called Grant Blue, and it's so funny. <laughs> it's a uh, anime, well, I guess series about diving. You know, just like uh, not deep water, just, just coral diving and all that. And. I think there's like maybe two episodes where they actually dive and the rest of them are just like them drinking and getting drunk and partying and everything. Oh, geez. They're like college students. <laughs> but yeah. That explains it. It's so funny. All right. Yeah, I think that's it for me and my topic. Nice. Uh, well, then, would you like to go with your topic next, Hammerhead? Okay. So. Uh, my topic is, uh, well, it's a little bit of a mix, but it's focusing on music and the importance of a soundtrack in, I guess, you know, like either film series or games or even anime. And like, what importance do they have to you? Like, do they make or break it or... Do you not watch a show without music or, you know, do they make you feel sorry? Not sorry. Uh, more sadness or happy or whatever. 
Uh, for me, oh, go ahead. Yeah, for me, um, I definitely say it's very important to me. Like, I wouldn't say like it um, breaks the TV show, or whatever, or video game I'm watching. But I think if the soundtrack is done really well, then it definitely like makes it one of my favorites. Um, for example, I didn't. I only started. I only watched um, Game of Thrones because I listened to like a soundtrack compilation. And you can do it <coughs> like watch it. And also, just like all the TV shows I really like, tend to like have really good soundtracks. And like, if they have a soundtrack that's really good, then it just adds like a lot more to it for me. But I, I would say if the soundtrack isn't that great, like I, I still like would enjoy like the video game or the TV show whatever I'm getting into. But I say if the soundtrack is really good, then it like makes me obsessed with it and really like it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like there are games I and you know shows, movies, whatever I can like watch and still enjoy if they're good on their own. But if it has a good soundtrack to go with it, then that just makes it even better. Like uh, you know, Star Wars is more fun to watch because John Williams did such a great job with the music. And then I mentioned Kingdom Hearts earlier. One of my favorite moments in gaming of all time is this part in the second one where you have to fight a hundred heartless. You have to take a hundred enemies out before you move on. So it starts playing this epic song with a violin and drums and, you know, like as you're going, you're pretty much taking out the enemies in rhythm with the drums. And it's just so much fun. I love it. So, and then, um, let's see. And then of course that, the music they have for that game also makes, the emotional part's a lot more powerful. So, and then there's some soundtracks that are so good, actually, just listen to them in on my free time. Like, I bought the Doom soundtrack, and I listened to that. And, uh, you know, Streets of Rage, stuff like that. Like, it's good enough you can actually buy it and listen to it, not just while you're playing the game or whatever. But then... <laughs> Uh, I guess there are also times where music kind of has to be the main focus. Like, nobody watches Cats for the story. You know? <laughs> they go for the music and the choreography. So it's kind of like, whatever the thing in question is going for, it's a lot better with good music. But unless that, like, is the main focus, it's not absolutely important. Yeah, I was just thinking about this because um, I was I was more thinking of anime and games. Uh, I don't know. I was looking at, looking at my uh, my anime list, the website, you know, and it has the, all the shows I've watched, and basically almost a lot of tens are just because I I enjoy the music. Um. For one example, like Yuguru Camp. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was probably going to enjoy that show anyways. You know, it, it would have been like an eight for me because it was still funny enough and I like the characters. But it's like you hear the background music when they first show like Mount Fuji and they're camping. And like, I knew I was going to love this show because of that. Um, and then I didn't even think about Doom 
don't know why. <laughs> I guess I was thinking of uh, like relaxing type music. <laughs> I didn't think oh, about yeah. that. But, you know, uh, again, I probably would enjoy Doom, but, it, you know, I brought up to like a 9.5 instead of an 8 because of that. Um, like another example, like Demon Slayer. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. Um, I actually started that show. It it was because of the episode nineteen hype. You know, I di- I didn't know much about it, but then people were showing the clips, and then it played the song, and I'm like, okay, I have to watch the show now, and I enjoy it because of that. I've even looked up, you know, like catchy or good just anime openings. And I've watched shows just because of the openings, even though some of them aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's um, one of my factors. I keep going back to anime, even though there's so many mediums that use music. Um, it's like, if they put effort into the opening, you know, even just animation and then have good music to it, I know it's going to be a good show, uh, even though I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I mean, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Had good music. Halo. You know. It's just that thing that just brings it up a notch or two. Yeah, my sister, actually, for her high school senior project, um, she did a project about like the effect of music in like movie sound or movies, and she did like a lot of different like scenes where she record her own like like a scene, but then she'll play like different music and like the music she, she chose like really changed the um, vibe of the scene. Like this one scene where like this girl is like walking down the hall, and she puts in like the Star Wars like um, Duel of Fates, which is, like, really <laughs> epic, but then. But then she'll switch it out with like this, um, uh, what's it called? Like the, like, you know, that's that one soundtrack from the Pirates of the Caribbean, the tor- the Tortuga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like oh, the, yeah. like the, the bar, the old bar music from back in the day. Like, it just like totally yeah. changed the vibe of the theme. And <laughs> I definitely think music really does elevate it to the really high school. I think a lot of the, my favorite uh, mediums that I really like the most are because of the music, like, and I feel like it definitely really adds a lot more to the story and to the vibe of the medium. Yeah, yeah fun. Like I hope your sister puts that on like on YouTube. I would like to see that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'll have to reach out to her and see if she still has it. We can shout out her <laughs> YouTube. Okay. <laughs> All right, sorry, Mingo, you're. Uh, can you imagine if they put on like all they fear? The only thing they fear is you over a girl walking down the hall. You know that doom, that doom song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but I was gonna say, um, I feel like music is getting more recognition across different mediums. Like, I mean, first of all, the whole portal scene in Endgame. Part of it, the reason it was so emotional, other than the scene itself, was because of the music that was just mm-hmm. hyping it up. Like, this is the moment. You know, this is the scene we've been building towards for the last ten years. So, but um, 
I was going to say, I feel like soundtracks are more popular nowadays or is YouTube channels where the whole, like a uh, Samuel Kim music where the whole point is doing mashups of popular songs. Like he did a, was it a communist March version of the general grievous theme? And it sounds great. You know, just this choir chanting, go. <laughs> so Soviet era music. It's great. So, and then, you know, people don't, when they talk about doom 2016 and doom eternal, one of the first things they mention is how great the soundtrack is. And then, uh, super smash brothers has, a special mode just to play the music. You know, you can actually turn the switch off and keep playing the music out of it while it's in sleep mode. So, and then Kingdom Hearts, and that, uh, that has another great soundtrack. They came out with a rhythm game for it that has a feature just like that. So I feel like over the years, just soundtracks and music in general has gotten more recognition across the industry. Kind of, I'll kind of say there people know stuff just based off the tune nowadays like everyone was using the mandalorian theme for a while yeah for their ringtones um i have one buddy of mine uh you should remember this mako from halo odst there is Oh, what is it called? Just like the AI, it's little tiny beeping sound <laughs> it makes. It's like his text tone. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I I recognize that thing just off that little tune. And yeah. So it's kind of series-defining nowadays. Yeah, like but, one of my... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, that's right. One of my favorite videos to watch lately has been... Um, there's a YouTube channel called Gameology, and for the past two years, they've been rounding up some of the best reactions to like the Smash Brothers reveals. So they did a really good one for Sora, but for Sephiroth, it's great because, like, during the trailer, as soon as it starts playing, as soon as it starts playing, boom, 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 there are a bunch of streamers that freak out because immediately, just off three notes, they know who it is. So, and it's just cool seeing that, you know. So, really fast. I can't. It's only been like a minute. I can't remember who said this. Mashups. Was that you, Mako? Mashups. Yeah, like music mashups. Or is that Lemon? All right. Oh, like with the girl and playing different songs that she walks. No, uh, that was Mako. You... It was oh, about okay. the. It was the YouTube channel Kim something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe my brain's not working. Anyways, uh, that's also a guilty pleasure of mine. Going back to the topic, <laughs> I I sent Lemon one where it was the Attack on Titan, one of the songs, and Dua Lipa, I think, uh, mashup, and that one was really fun. And then there's Ocean Eyes and Billie Eilish uh, mashup, and that song's really good as well. But anyways, Ooh. sorry. Mm-hmm. What was the Ocean Eyes mashup with Billie Eilish? Yeah, let me let me tell you the song. Is this not the same? Is that the same? <laughs> oh yes, yes, you're right. It's Billie Eilish Ocean Eyes with 
someone else. Uh, yeah, mashups are really fun. It can be kind of awkward sometimes, but they're really fun. Yeah. Okay, so the Attack on Titan was My War and Levitating by Dua Lipa. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Uh, <laughs> those are totally different. <laughs> yeah. And the other one is Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo. Can't remember what those the song is about though. Oh, Ocean Eyes and Driver License. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, those those. But all right, anything else? No, I think that's it. No. No. All right. Well, well that's then, for I me. guess I'll cool then. Um I guess I'll go with my topic next. Um last but not least. Um so they may have mentioned it in the past. Um I mentioned this topic before in the past, but I haven't really heard this any again. Um, what do you guys think about 3D animation versus 2D animation? Hmm. 3D animation is getting better. Yeah, definitely. Than what it used to be. Um, but it also needs work, especially in certain studios. Uh, we talked about this in episode 15 uh, about uh, Earwig and the Witch, and the animation was kind of lacking, but it still yeah. wasn't that bad. But then there's like uh, Beast Stars had really good 3D animation, even though I haven't watched it, but I know it does. And But then there's the 2016 Berserk. Which, for some reason, it looked felt like it was made by one person that had two weeks of 3D animation classes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like really smooth animation in any medium has always been 2D so far. Um, but I could see 3D catching up in not even a decade. Yeah, like if you look at the quality and stuff like Frozen or Encanto, or uh, especially the leap between Toy Story and Toy Story Three, like it's great seeing just how much better 3D's gotten over the years. So, I guess I want to say that sometimes 2D works better in some cases. Like uh, the last 2D movie Disney did was Princess and the Frog, and I just can't really picture it in 3D. I'm sure they could make it in 3D, but I don't know. I just I have to think about it some more, but maybe there's times that one would be better over the other. Yeah, I like the 2D more than the 3D, but I really like the, unless it's Pixar, I love Pixar animation, but you know, just because it's just great stories and whatnot, but I also really like the hybrid um, 3D, 2D type of thing, where like, it's like 3D, but it's also like Stylized in like a 2D format in a certain way too. Kind of yeah. like how because I feel like Beast Stars. I'm not like an animation expert or anything, but to me it just looks like a mix in between the two, and I don't know, it just really appeals to me more. And also, just recently, the reason why I kind of thought about bringing this topic up is because of the new Netflix show, Arcane. Um, the animation Wait, is just what, so what show? Arcane. Oh, Arcane. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, the League of Legends one, but um, 
yeah, the animation is just like really amazing on that. And I feel like it's because like they make it look like it's, it's like a, to me, it feels like a hybrid of the two. Like it doesn't feel like it's strictly 3D. It feels like there's 2D elements put into it. So I don't know, I think that's what I really like is the mix of the two. Yeah, and there have been some really good Disney shorts that have experimented with it. Like, I think Paperman was the first one to kind of try it. You know, it's 3D animation, but it's designed to look like sketches. And then they came out with a really good one called Get a Horse, so it's like a Mickey Mouse cartoon, but they transition back and forth between 2D, like classic 2D and 3D. So and it's really cool to see. <clears throat> yeah, it's really cool to see that happen. So I'd be more on board for that kind of stuff. It's actually really artistic in a way. like uh, Kind of like I was telling Hammer and Lemon earlier, I haven't watched Arcane, but I've seen clips here and there, and the animation's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah I'm just thinking of some bad examples. <laughs> There's this one show, and it, it was mostly... They were doing it to save money. It wasn't too popular of a show and everything. But, like, the main characters walk out of the classroom and they're all drawn and everything. But, like, the two classes behind them are, like, 3D models. And they all look the same. Oh, yeah. Like, all the girls look the same, all the guys look the same. It's just, like, a bunch of them walking out. And it's, like, unless you're focusing really hard on the main characters. It just looks really bad. <laughs> um, and I think that came out like 2018 or something like that. So not entirely old. But I was just thinking, I kind of want Pixar to make a game using their animation studio. I think they would do a pretty good job. Yeah, Sony came out with a game called... Uh... Not Keanu, but uh, Kina something, uh, something in the Bridge oh, yeah. of Spirits. Yeah, like people were saying that one was like Pixar level animation. Yeah, which I think it's great that these things are getting better. Yes, yeah. I can't remember. I think it was you, Lemon, that brought up that. 3D animation is cheaper or something like that. Maybe yeah. I haven't looked into it, but I assume so because, like, you don't have to, like, the computer's doing most of the work, so it's tend to be easier, I bet, cause versus buying a bunch of people to, like, can dry every single thing, it'd probably be a little time consuming. But yeah, it is, that's what I assume. And that's probably why it's taking off a lot more, just because it's more convenient. Kind of like the stop motion, yeah. too. I feel like stop motion is probably really time consuming and difficult. That's kind of why it's died off a little bit more. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking I would like to see more of what you two, both of you mentioned the 2D and 3D the works that they've done. Like the one show you're talking about, Mako and, and B Stars, you know, that they kind of switch in between. Or even do a little bit of mix of both. And I think that would be a good transition type thing to go more into fully 3D and make it, I guess, easier to learn. 
and to put into mainstream, I guess. Because I'm thinking like there's some where you see 3D on top of 2D or vice versa, and it just kind of looks out of place. Yeah. And so I think with the blending, it kind of gives you that nice medium. Yeah, I remember Hunchback of Notre Dame used a bunch of CGI models for its background crowds. <laughs> it looks so weird if you like look at them head on. They look like unfinished character models, like the puppet models they use. I mean, that was just to fill in the background, though. But yeah. now you get these gorgeous mixes like you were talking about. Yep, fun stuff. <laughs> All right, then, well, I guess... Um, I have nothing else to add to that topic, so um, if I have anything else to say, I guess that's the end of our episode for today. Um, thank you all so much for joining our podcast again today. Um, thank you for sticking around with us to the end, and hope you all have a safe holidays. <laughs> yep. Have a good night. Who you are. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>